welcome to the Norfolk Folklore Society. We're your hosts, Shifra and Stacia. And today we're going to be talking about the Callow Pitts Coffer. Mm, this is like a classic. classic. It's a classic. I think we always say that at the beginning of a podcast. Oh, this is a classic. This is actually well, a classic, though. <laughs> well, maybe we should start the next one going. This one's a bit lame. <laughs> yeah. This one's no good, really. But we're we're running out. It's not we're, a we classic. Are. It's not. A classic. But it is a classic, and we wanted one, didn't we? That had a bit of folklore. Yeah, we thought, um, being as we are the folklore society now, we should talk about folklore a little bit, not just ghosts. But we do love ghosts, Literally. and I think actually, like ghosts and folklore are really linked because there's that really fine line, isn't there? Of like, when does a ghost story become folklore? Um, we may cross that line. Yeah, we may today. cross that line today. Holding um, hands as we go through the ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Today is a little bit of an analogy for you because I'm trying to be clever. <laughs> Which ribbon? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, like the ribbon at the end of a race. Oh, I see. I see. That ribbon. Well, any ribbon that you does like. Make Maypole sense. ribbon. If that you like, it's May. Is it yeah. May when this comes out? This will yeah. actually come out in May. So the day it comes out, I'll be flying back from Florida. So wow. we're recording this very early. So loads of stuff could happen and we'll be completely like. Happen. I'm not outdated. sure that it would change this story unless no. something really remarkable happened. Yeah. We best avoid any kind of politics talk or yeah. current affairs because we don't know okay. what the current affairs are gonna be. I, I haven't I haven't looked up any current affairs. No. I've just looked up really old affairs. Me too. So we should be all right, place. hopefully. <laughs> So, Stacia, do you want to tell this story or do you want me to tell it? I would love to tell the story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So today's podcast, classic bit of Norfolk folklore that takes us along the country roads near Cantley, past dikes and low-lying marshland, fields and hedgerows, ancient villages and hidden treasure. We're talking about Callow Pit, a tree-shrouded pond at a crossroads said to have been a hiding place for outlaws, smugglers and the devil. Folklore passed down along the corridors of time, tells of treasure left hidden at the bottom of Callow Pit, gold that villagers spoke about in whispers, dreaming of the riches it could bring them. But the pit, it was said, was haunted by a headless horseman and by something nasty that lived under the water. If you spoke close to the pit, it would wake. One night, two foolish, greedy men decided to chance fate, balancing on ladders stretched across the water and fishing with a hook for the treasure chest. Suddenly their hook hit metal and they managed to manoeuvre the heavy chest from the bottom of the pit to the water's surface. Jubilant, they shouted out in joy and although they stifled their cries quickly, it was too late. Suddenly the pit filled with clouds of sulphurous vapour and the water began to boil as something moved within its depths. And then a long sinewy black arm burst from the water and clawed hands grasped for the chest. In the battle for the treasure, the iron ring which the men had, wor- had hooked worked free from the lid and they were left holding it as the devil snatched the chest and took it back to the bottom of the pit. Terrified, the man men ran, men ran for their lives. Unwilling to bring something belonging to the devil home, they attached the iron ring to nearby Southwood Church. And when that building fell into disuse, it was moved to the neighbouring church at Limpenhoe, where it remains to this day. It is a really good story. So today, just background noise wise, did you hear that background noise? No, I just heard me getting men and ran mixed up. Peanut was having a nightmare when you were telling that story. Was he? Yeah, he was going. 
Oh, did, well, that's because I'm you quite scared menacing, him. I feel. Yeah, that was my menacing fairy tale voice. <laughs> Sorry, it Peanut. It's okay. Really, it's quite a scary story. It's quite uh, a scary story. There's an image that, um, so when you search this story on on Google, yeah. one of the first things that comes up is um, a cigarette card, and it was part oh, of a series. Did you see that? Yeah. So it was part of a series of um, these cigarette cards. Uh, I did write down who they were by. I think it's the Imperial Tobacco Company. Yeah. Um, and it was number 21 in a series of 50 of the Legends of Britain. But the uh, the illustration on the front of the card is like, it's quite ominous. It's just this like... It's quite ominous. Yeah, claw, it is. like hands like coming out yeah. of this pit, like reaching for these two guys. Yeah. It's um it's quite an interesting one, but it's... It's not actually like that well documented of a story, I didn't think. The No, the, um carry on. No, I was gonna say, so I found it um in the the Morning Herald, which is a London-based paper, um, published on the 26th of December 1855. Mm-hmm. And I got the impression from that that it was, you know, a, a an older story than that but the only other kind of documentation I could really come across was by Kevin Crossley um Holland who I think he published it in the 1960s um he wrote a really amazing story about it yeah which is very fictionalized okay have you read because I didn't actually find a physical copy of it you probably got it it knowing you (laughs) I have it yes um it's very fictionalized it's kind of very him so he writes children's mm-hmm. stories it's, it's good I'll lend it you mm-hmm. um but it's it's kind of it goes into quite a lot of detail about the two men mm-hmm. and and kind of theorizes as to why the treasure was there which you, you know he goes to a theory that I think other people have gone for as well which was that I can't remember if he says the Danes left it there and forgot to collect it <laughs> or if it was stolen from Anglo-Saxons by the Vikings Okay. Or did the Anglo-Saxons hide it from the Vikings? Because in other parts of even Norfolk, that that's documented. You know, in Hingham, I think there was a hoard, um, silver coins of St Edmund and, and brooches were found hidden. And that had been the Anglo-Saxons mm-hmm. hiding their wealth from, which always seems like a bit of an own girl, doesn't it? Because quite clearly they did hide it. Because mm. you know, there was also the Snettisham well. treasure, wasn't there, which was yeah. discovered um I think in was it in the late 1940s? I wrote this down as well. So I'm I, I know doing this on Zoom. I'm like scrolling up and down. It's very exciting. <laughs> 19 it was found between 1948 and 1973. Um and again, that was like a massive collection of treasures yeah. just hidden in in they, they said pits. Yeah. I don't think it was like a watery pit like this, but you know, they would have been dug yeah, out done. and hidden. And they think that all, all feels quite joyfully detectorist, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and that's it. hearing the hooves. People love a treasure story, don't that mm. kind of like idea of there might be treasure somewhere, so let's go find and, it. And this this kind of origin story involving the smugglers, it, although we are in in this place, which I asked you earlier if you'd been, it is it is. I don't want to kind of big it up too much because I know what happened to East Somerton, but. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of, this story comes from an area which is quite big, really. Mm-hmm. So it's not kind of as if Callow Pit is next door to Southwood. 
Um, and it's not as if Southwood is next door to Limpen Limpenhoe. Technically, they they are neighbours, but, but there's a lot of distance between. Yeah, there's a lot of distance between these things. So, so the church um, where the Devil's Ring, which was, sounds a bit rude, <laughs> where the Devil's Ring was placed, um, is probably a good. You know, if you were walking, I suppose you were running from Satan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um you know i mean five ten minutes away um yeah because i tried then... to pin down where the pit was and um helpfully um hidden east anglia I've have kind of given reference. a bit of an indication of where it might be um and the the piece in the morning herald gives quite an interesting description it starts with on the boundary of the parishes of southwood and Moulton in norfolk is a pit in the Act of Parliament for enclosing the parishes, called Callow Pit, but by the inhabitants, Callow Pit. Mm. Its antiquity is evidenced by the fact that a hollow tree, evidently of some centuries' growth, is still growing in it. Formerly it was constantly full of water, but since the extension of drainage in dry summers, its waters frequently fail. So that kind of kind of I guess gives a bit of an idea as well as to where it might be. And and I think that the pit that um Hidden East Anglia pointed out to be, they say that it's a dried up pit now. Mm, so no. It can't have been very deep. There is water there. Is there? Okay. Yeah. So um and some lovely tires, uh, um, which is very folklorish. And so have you seen the pit as well then, not just the church? Yeah, I've seen all I went to all three sites when I oh. went. Um, so the pit is... I wish you wouldn't do these things without me. <laughs> it was a while ago. <laughs> I can't remember why I was nearby, but I was nearby. Um, it might have been lockdown because we went and, and kind of, you know, because I, I think we were dealing with my mum's house at the time, which is quite mm. nearby. And we went for a drive and I think it might have been one of those. But the pit is 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 properly quite unpleasant. It's on a crossroads. Um, and it's on the Southwood Road, Grove Road crossroads. And of course, we all know that crossroads are Satan's very favourite road configuration of the mm -hmm. all. Um, he does love a crossroad, doesn't he? He does. Um, and, and in folklore terms, of course, crossroads are considered to be kind of between the worlds, aren't they? Sites where supernatural spirits can be contacted, where paranormal events take place and where you chuck old tires sadly <laughs> but, um it's it's quite um it's quite i mean it's it doesn't look very deep as in the water and mm. um, but the pit itself is really quite deep you know okay. the, the, the hollow is quite deep mm -hmm. and it's in a really quite horribly quiet country roads crossroad where you and then you pull off and you do feel a bit kind of vulnerable there mm. really um but yeah it's um it's it's a kind of it, it's a distance from from southward you can see how you could that whole bit about how ladders were placed across it you can see how that would have worked because mm -hmm. it's that deep you know you could have it's interesting because i believe it said that like you could see the chest the glint or something yeah yes. so i, I I almost I feel mean, like the waters are quite yeah. kind of a bit clear because you can could kind of see the outline of the chest. Otherwise, how it's would not, they see it? Because I'm thinking, I'm just thinking about our experience at um, the Shrieking Pit at North Reps, and that water was like black, wasn't it? 
Well, this water is black, to be but, fair. And, it, and, and there's nothing, you wouldn't be able to see anything in the bottom of the shrieking pit. No, so you wouldn't like, be able to see does... anything in the bottom of this either. And it's it's very similar, except that the shrieking pit is is pretty much road level, isn't it? Mm. It's, not very, it's not, the hollow isn't very deep. This hollow is deep. Okay. Um, I mean, not kind of that you would, I mean, you could fall in, I guess. It's, it doesn't look, it did look as if, Probably it filled with rain. I imagine last summer it, it probably was dry. Mm. I don't know, but um, it would be quite cool to go and see it when it was dry. I yeah, think, so you like could actually see the bottom of it, so we could. Yeah, see it, it's, it's not. It's not. It's another one that isn't nice. You yeah, know? that's interesting. Like the, the the church Southwood is absolutely incredible. I was going to say, how did you feel at the church? Did you? Because I mean, the church hasn't got any. The only thing is, it had the the door that handle was which was the chest and, and there is the no thing. door now so that yeah. it's it's well, again I, I i kind of hold back a little bit although just saying that is enough probably um it's pretty amazing it's um the road does... is very close to the road and then you get there and it's completely covered with ivy it is um, fenced off though with a big sign that says danger just saying not that that necessarily stops any of us as when you it's read the next Norfolk Folklore Society newsletter I, I went adventuring I think, that's, I think it's gone now I think that sign is gone now because really? I asked someone I looked on Google street view and it was still there okay. yeah gone now um that's absolutely fine then that doesn't mean it's any less dangerous no. but you can go in it mm. obviously you shouldn't but you can it's not on private land or anything it's a it's a it's a it's a council run site i think okay i think they've shored it up i'm fairly sure they have don't sue me if they haven't <laughs> but um you can cut there's still gravestones there um particularly a great one an absolutely brilliant memento mori mm -hmm. which i will um yeah pass on to you yeah i um, did see that on the um simon knott's website and i was like oh that's a yeah, nice it's one a, it's a cracker <laughs> yeah and you kind of go in and it's it's got it hasn't got the the, the Summerton feel. It's not that big, mm -hmm. much much smaller. Um, but in its own way, it's probably on the list. I okay. mean, because I think the church itself only became like, or or only stopped being used. Was it in like eighteen sixty or something? And then when they the, the parishes was merged with the Limpenho one, and so it's not yeah. actually been that like, derelict for that long. So. It's, so no. to see how much of a ruin it already is is quite interesting i think because it, it is a while. i think it was it was completely um it was still in use 150 years ago mm -hmm. um there are still as i said these 18th and 19th grace century gravestones around and i believe it was abandoned finally in the in the 1870s okay so as you say this is not uh this is not an east Summerton. this is not a a ruin that's been there for hundreds of years it looks mm. like it has mm. um and when it closed in the 1870s the the, the famous door knocker um this ring uh, allegedly from the from the um from the coffer mm -hmm. went up the road to limpenhoe which mm -hmm. in itself is a pretty impressive church although well, okay. not it's a little bit dismissive of it i thought oh i didn't really i didn't look at his limpenhoe one oh, but it isn't i don't think it is and I never disagree with Simon Not because he is the master of churches, and he really is. So I'm probably wrong. Um, it probably is boring, but um, he's seen a yeah. lot of churches, though. To be fair, maybe he's got like a scale of 
Harry he has them. seen a lot of churches. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I mean, inside it is a bit, um, it, oh, a bit kind of. It was done up by Victorians, I think, by the look of it, and, and in that kind of boring way that they sometimes do. But it's in the most lovely place, and and it has and got a devil door knocker. I know. think I read um, in your original piece that the door knocker was put on the devil's door, and I found that like quite intriguing. And yeah, that, never so heard that was of the wrong. devil's door. So that was wrong. Oh, um, it's on the front door. Um, <laughs> so was it on the from... devil's door originally? Because the it, devil's door is a thing in churches, yeah. isn't it? That's like on the north side, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it was like it had a few like reasons, and I think one of them was like to let the devil out of the church. It's like, well, why would the devil even be in the church anyway? Yeah, I, I, I thought this it was all very strange. It all goes back to that whole the devil's a bit of a prat, doesn't it? You know, um, I was reading about that for something else I was writing um, about St Dunstan's Day. For our newsletter, in fact. Um, and, you know, St Dunstan kind of fooled him in all manner of ways. And you kind of think it, it is the, you know, it is God's main opponent. You would think he would be a I did. I, I did copy and paste a bit from um, Wikipedia, which I've just read over. And it's apparently it was, there's a widespread belief in the Middle Ages held that the devil resided in an unbaptized child's soul so at the baptism, the devil would be driven out of the child and he would then be able to leave through that Pops door. Through the door. That's quite that's quite logical, actually, to be fair. Yeah. I was like, why was he even in there? How did he even get in? But well, the only medieval survival of of Limpenhoe Church is the the kind of carving above what was the devil's door. Mm-hmm. So it might have been on there, but I, I'm fairly sure. The north door in this case is the front door or is the okay. main door. Um, it may have been that this one with the medieval tracery at the back was the main door and has been bricked up. I don't mm-hmm. know. But there it is, bold as iron. It's um door. it's not very yeah. I feel a bit bad saying this, but it's not very like extravagant, is it? It just looks like no I mean <laughs> but I suppose I suppose it it probably wasn't the devil's ring it was the Anglo-Saxons yeah that's the, it true that it wasn't that the devil didn't make the coffin. if he'd made it it would have probably been quite cool yeah but it, like, he, he just wanted to keep it yeah which led me to another thought so not too far speaking of like the devil and pits and things this isn't too far away from Tunstall. And we have done a story, the story about Tunstall before, but just to yeah. refresh your mind, there was it's another ruined church that's really nice, like lovely, lovely, lovely church. And it had a fire and the bells um were retrieved from the fire, and two people, probably like the vicar and some other notable village resident argued over who should look after the bells and in the meantime the devil picked them up and ran off and jumped into a pit <laughs> with the bells and it just made me think no. like this like it's all very close to get it's like three miles away is this area of norfolk actually a hellmouth? i think it probably is because you've also got Akel, and that has a bit of graffiti of the devil 
Oh, it actually has graf- Oh, at the church. I thought you'd be yeah. like at this on the Acle Street or something. Like, on the Acle Street, there's no. <laughs> um, at Acle Church. Do you remember we went in? I don't yeah. know if we saw it, but it's there's a there's a graffiti, medieval graffiti of the devil. I don't remember seeing that. I remember we were looked. We I think we were looking up for Woodwoes at the time. So yeah. That church, I tell you, really we should I tell all of you listening, because you know, she, so I don't need to tell you, but um, Acle Church is is full of it, isn't it? It's mm. got the plague verse, it's got... Um, Loads of stuff. Mori, it's, a, it's, it's great one. Woodrose, it's got the evil one. They didn't have a female Woodrose. Isn't that Ingham? Is it Ingham? I can't remember. But is Ingham's it, definitely got a lady. It's just really interesting that this area... Unless it's a story that was kind of told in this area associated with the pits, but it is quite interesting mm. that the devil is hanging out in pits in this area. He is hanging out in pits <laughs> in this area. And then what I like is that on top of it all, if it, if a kind of dark, dank pit in the middle of nowhere with no street lighting um, that you could just run into uh, isn't enough, you've also got a headless horseman mm. just in case you know just hammer that that yeah. message did you kind of think that this might have been i mean god forbid that it isn't a treasure chest at the bottom of a dank pit that is being guarded by satan um little bit of a kind of hint of the whole don't go near the pit oh, yeah it's you like know? it's it's like it's, it feels more like a bit of um not a fable i don't know if that's the right word but like you know greed these people were being greedy and this is what happens if you're great greedy, but also don't go near that pit or the devil will get Don't you. go near the pit. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. You kind of think of, of all those others. So this, we, you know, we've upped the ante in other parts of the country. You've got Peg Powler, haven't you? You've got Jenny Greentee. You've got um, Nellie Longarms, Grindy Lowe's. They've got the best names, the haven't they? <laughs> we just cut straight to the chase, don't we? And we yeah. just have the devil. Um, and, you know, if you, if you, Go and also that that Peg Powler one I was thinking in particular, when she eats the kids who come too close, when she finishes eating them, she kind of belches, and um, there's like yellow foam. So there, there you've got the sulphur, just mm. as you've got the sulphur here. Um, Do you think there was to... some kind of like sulphury stuff in the water? Then do you think that is something that was being given off that's triggered these know. stories like across the country? Yeah. It, I mean, it seems a bit weird, doesn't it? But I mean, I suppose sometimes pits can smell, though. It's, it's one... like stagnant water. They, yeah, they I would imagine this one pro- is probably pungent <laughs> in the summer. Interesting. Um, I quite and like it's also it, but... indicating that it's not water that you can drink. It's not safe water. No thanks. No, no to that water. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I was kind of looking into all these things that are said to lurk in rivers or said to lurk in pits and whatever. And actually there's very few rivers or, or pits or whatever that have something nice. In fact, the only one. Um, so basically most rivers, pits, whatever, are kind of homicidal monsters that suck you down into their depths, kill you or, or kind of leave you having a deal with the devil. Mm. And of course, again, the, you know, amazingly, the devil wins this one. But anyway, but in London... Um, of course, Father Thames, who is quite a nice old chap, a bit like... Oh, a bit like I don't know rivery, much about Father Thames. I just a rivery Father Christmas. Okay, well, that sounds mm. nice. But so yeah, he's not a... battling anyone. Does he actually leave gifts? I don't know if he gives gifts. That would be nice. But, I suppose um... if you like, because I'd like to do... Um, oh, what's it called? Mudlarking. And in, in a I way, he leaves that. gifts now. 
Yeah, and he's not some kind of paedophilic carnivorous mermaid with big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> which is which, which is, is what is in the rest of the country but it so, does like show here. that like people knew that water can be very dangerous basically it can be it can be do you know as i stand here or as i sit here actually i'm looking at the spirit of dark and lonely water do you remember that from the um the public information films oh yes yeah um i got that for a christmas decoration oh it's, lovely it's lovely it's a kind of hoodie How festive. <laughs> My um, we were talking about the um the headless horseman and yeah. um it said the headless horseman was said to ride from the pit at Southwood to <laughs> Cantley Spong. Lol. What the hell is a spong? A spong. I like Googled Jennifer. it and it just kept saying, Is is it do you mean sponge? <laughs> it's a narrow strip of land or ground. Okay, thank you. That's what Google it is. was not being accommodating. Was it not helping you? It was you? trying to be helpful. Maybe it's a Norfolk thing. Like, I, I know, know what a sponge is, thank you. But we're not so sure on a spong. No. Um, I, I did laugh when I read Cantley Spong, I have to say. Um, but So this that this comes back from the 18th century. In Norfolk, it has, I, I think, probably everywhere, but Norfolk in particular, and again, because I'm thinking about May, I'm thinking about Anne Boleyn, and I'm thinking about a dear old pa who is cursed for a thousand years to canter over lots of bridges in Norfolk on the date of her execution for a thousand years. Um, but we do have a lot of, of headless horsemen mm. in Norfolk. And um, this one, I kind of didn't understand why he rode at midnight from Cano, but I mean, isn't he supposed to be guarding it? I don't know whether he is meant to. I, don't, I thought that might have been just a coincidence. That unless it was like, is it Colonel Sidley? Unless there's some relation to that, because he got taken by the devil. So maybe he's coming out. Yeah. I don't think he I was headless so. though, but he could have lost his head in hell. Would you rather see the ghost of a headless horseman or one with a head? I think if I was going to see one, I'd prefer headless because it's you? just the full experience. Well, and he wouldn't be able to see well, me. Maybe you could have a chat. I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking of my other favourite headless horseman in Norfolk, which is Little George in Thetford. Oh, I don't. Do I know that one? We do know this one. I do, do know. I, this is them. Um, yes, he fell off. A, he fell off a rocking. And he chopped his head off by accident when he did it. As you do. It's really grim. It's like how but did in he some even cases, do that? In some cases, it's him that doesn't have a head. Yeah. And in the other cases, it's the rocking horse. That doesn't it made more sense that the rocking horse didn't have a head because it might have just fallen off. But that snapped off, mine. Yeah, but that's at Nuns Bridges in Bedford. Yeah. If anyone wants to pop along and see a different kind of headless horse, yeah, I'd yeah, rather see a headless rocking horse than a headless horse. Ghost. Yeah, me too. Mm. You can set it on fire or something, can you? I guess. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of any other headless horsemen people. People. Um, isn't there one near where your mum and dad lives? Or is that a coach? That's a coach. Mm. Yeah. So that's um near Ditchingham. And um yeah. as annoyingly, it's like so on the border of Headnam and Ditchingham, like so close to being Headnam, which is my family village. But unfortunately, Ditchingham mm. is really annoying. Ditchingham gets all the luck. I know it's really annoying. The shuck sighting as well, didn't they? Yeah. And they have a mayor. Which is like oh. the best place. Oh God, I went there it. the other day. Amazing. Oh. Yeah. It is I love really. <laughs> um, 
I'm trying to think what else I what else I looked up about this. I mean, I would just um, suggest to everybody to go, mm. um, and I will take you there. It is it is an incredible bit of um, countryside. I think it's one of those bits that, um, like like patches of South Norfolk, that, that it is just inherently weird around there. Yeah, I think you it's like it seems it. like quite a. It's not bleak, isn't the right word. It just seems no. remote. Everything is very remote. And there you are... feel quite lonely. I don't know. Yes. I can't... And also, the other part, the, the part I always think about that I've had the same feeling about is kind of the Stoke Holy Cross, Caister, um, St Edmunds, um, that kind of area. Um there's a kind of non-Norfolk-y feel about it, if that makes sense, where you have got some hills. You yeah, know, is, it, a, is it Saxlingham a, or Saxmundham? Yes. Or somewhere, because sometimes yes. we drive that way to my parents, and there is a massive hill, and you're like, this just yeah. doesn't feel like no. I'm used to. And, and that bit, I, I don't think I had ever been to that bit before of Norfolk, even mm. though... You know, you you would only drive probably about five minutes, and you would be onto the the A forty seven again, mm. and, and on your way to Yarmouth. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's close by, but it feels a million miles away, and it's so quiet out there. It, uh, the, the, the churches are fine. There's no there's no feeling of unpleasantness there, but there mm. definitely is. It. But then again, you know, you are aware it's a great big hole with water in it, and frankly, we are conditioned probably by the spirit of dark and lonely water to not muck about near, yeah you know nearby. just a random question mm. what's your favorite treasure hunting film oh i do have it there is a reason i'm asking this because i found a very interesting tenuous link to a film <laughs> which i'm very excited to share <laughs> god treasure hunting film do you know i think of I don't know. Bizarrely, tre- treasure. The only thing I think about is things like Aladdin, and things where there's treasure, oh, treasure caves, yeah, and yeah. stuff like um, uh, the Disney Robin Hood. Because again, there's King John's treasure, isn't there? Mm, and that was actually lost on in the wash, apparently, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. So I kind of instantly go to kiddie ones, really, okay. I suppose. But why? What, what's yours? So my favourite one is actually technically a kids' film. Is the Goonies. Like it's just like perfect treasure hunt, like you know, a mystery map and just wonderful. But obviously, the most famous treasure hunter, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. So Kevin Crossley Holland's version of the story was told in an episode of Jack and Ori in 1974, read by Denholm Elliott, who plays Marcus Brody in Indiana Jones. Oh my god, that's like so, I don't know if you know who Marcus. I'm not sure how familiar you are with the films, but he's like his like I guess like his mentor and took him on his first treasure hunt and things like that. I was like, how cool is that? Like they couldn't have picked a better person. Well, I suppose Harrison Ford would have been better, taken us but... on a journey there. Yeah. That is incredible. <laughs> and the Kevin Crossley Holland story is, is really nice. It's mm. kind of it goes into a lot about and it kind of is quite evocative because it all happens at winter. And um, they're in their huts, and um, yeah, they're really cold, but they still go out anyway. And, I mean, um, I feel a bit sorry for them, really, because you can see why they would want to find the treasure. They it doesn't describe them as being like you know well off. You know, they're just like regular villagers, and yeah, I mean, they are living. I wouldn't fairly... you if you saw a treasure 
chest or a chest that you thought might have treasure in it especially if there was like tales of oh you know lost treasure of the Iceni or you know whatever. I guess so but I, I do kind of feel that if part of that story that you've grown up with is you know if you tried to get this you'd have to do it in complete silence because if you speak it will wake mm. I probably would have would have stuck to that yeah. I reckon do you think well yeah I think so I mean and also I kind of expect the devil to put up a better fight for this really you know if yeah. he comes out why doesn't the whole of him come out he could have literally but he he still got away with it so he was like probably thinking I don't really need to go to much effort for this yeah, but picking that chest up is going to be a right nightmare without. Do the you top, think it, it was like the devil put it there to try and entice people in? Probably. He's a wily old lizard, isn't mm. he? So he does do. He does things for the lols, doesn't he? And then they were just actually really lucky that the handle kind of fell off and they weren't dragged in after it. I've just remembered something that is pertinent in all of this. So Southwood Church, um, when everything moved from Southwood Church to Limpenhoe. This included some kind of top top drawer stuff like um, this incredible kind of tapestry. They've got this 17th century tapestry, which came from Southwood and um, is, is beautiful. It's on the wall. It shows the sacrificing of Isaac. A nice bit of kit. And there's also a bell that went from Southwood to Limpenhoe. Um, there's a small wooden font. There's an iron plaque. And there's an octagonal font, and there's an iron chest. Oh, um, and it's there. You can see it. Is it missing a, a a handle? It isn't missing a handle. Um, I think there are pictures of it on the internet. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's it's an iron chest, mm. and you, you know, and it came from Southwood. That's interesting, and, isn't it? Yeah, and you kind of think, oh, okay. Mm. Um, I mean, One, you know, quite. Quite obviously, a lot of kit came from South. And Southwood is one of those. The other thing I really like about this area is the churches are open. Mm. You know, they are open. You can go in. And I always just, and this is a church which is obviously quite well loved and quite well used. You know, I always like it when you go in and and you can see that, I don't know, they've got a kids area and they've got a bit where you can. Little book sale area. And all that kind of stuff. And you think, that is the way to keep these buildings alive, basically, yeah. isn't it? To kind of yeah. um actually they had key rings. I didn't have any change. I didn't want to nick uh, one for you, but they had key rings. So well, that's a good excuse to go. There was one good, thing that yeah. from the story in um the Morning Herald that I really liked is that the like the local kind of word for the um the handle was a ringle. A ringle. A ringle. That's so cute. Oh, that's such a good name. Carried off nothing but the ringle. A ringle. That should be like a that ringle like and a... spong. They're like oh. my two words of the day. Words of the day. Also, it sounds like a kind of hybrid crisp between a a Pringle and what would the like other a... crisp? Yeah, a, a ringle. A ringle. Maybe we should brand them as a. So it's like a little crisp. bit thicker than a Pringle. <laughs> And a bit That'd small. actually be really nice. But still a ring. And then you get, yeah, it could be a ringle. Wow. Hmm. There we go. Right, we've just copyrighted that. So <laughs> we've got time. Crisps. We've got time to create that brand because this isn't going out until <laughs> May the 1st. So by the time we this comes have... out, <laughs> you'll be able be to buy sale. ringles. 
What's the first flavour? I don't know. I just, I'm really boring. I just like ready salted. Yeah, but I think our marketing potential is in having a red hot one. Mm. And then calling the it devil's. the devil's ringle. <laughs> the devil's ringle. <laughs> I tell you what, our genius just has not been accepted yet, has it? No. I'd quite like yeah. a key ring of a ringle. A key ring of a ringle. Mm. Okay. I'll that you could buy in Limpenho Church. I'm it's, assuming it's... <laughs> that wasn't what the key ring was. No. If, if you know, if, if, if we could have our way and we, when we get our own branded bus like they have on um, Scooby-Doo, uh, we will lead tours in this area and they will be very popular. We should do one anyway. We should do that. We yeah, can have incredible. a folklore society meetup with like a little, yeah. I don't and know. we could go to each three of these places. And if people meet us in the places. Yeah. Hmm. It would be like that geocaching, but not annoying. I Can't suppose this was do. the original geocache with like a chest in a pond. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> this is how they used to do it, which was slightly more hardcore than something rotting in a plastic box, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah.